Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. 1235 at Evans. Just some housekeeping items uh, involving the Oilers. Uh, yesterday, they placed Chris Russell on LTIR and recalled Brad Malone. Today, at noon Edmonton time, Edmonton put Brendan Perlini back on waivers. Um, theoretically, I mean, they only had, if Yamamoto can't play tomorrow, the Oilers only had 11 healthy forwards uh, yesterday because Turris is still on IR as well. That would mean Malone would be in and Perlini would be out, I would assume. Um, and maybe Perlini going down to the minors to help the, give them a little bit more depth too as the Oilers are obviously significantly banged up up front. Uh, Duncan Keith has uh, flown in. He practiced today and... No way he misses the game against Chicago. That's a given. It's just, uh, will he play, suit up tomorrow against the Philadelphia Flyers? We are going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. We welcome back to the show our NHL insider for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. John Shannon. Hello, John. How you doing? I'm great, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, what are your overall assessments of the first three games of Edmonton's five-game road trip going up against the three beasts from the southeast? Well, uh, you know, I, I, I think we talked about it a week ago. If they were able to get three points out of the first three games, then that would be viewed as a success. So they only got two out of uh, out of uh, the potential six. So I, I guess I'm a little disappointed. Let's face it, the storyline in game one was Mike Smith not being able to play well enough to uh, when the team played well enough. And then yesterday, um, Mike Smith played well enough, and then the team didn't score enough. So it, it, uh, it, it's, it's one of those ones where you at some point you have to hope the stars align and everybody can work together. I, the, the irony for me, Bob, is, is that Mike Smith allows – Two and loses, and Mikko Koskinen allows three and wins. So uh, it's uh, it's it's a frustrating time when you think that uh, this team can do so many things properly. And uh, I mean, I, I I thought they played well against Carolina yesterday, didn't you? I well, I mean, they didn't have Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto on top of not having Pulleyarvi and Cassian. Uh, you know, that's four of their top ten forwards they didn't have in the lineup. I mean, I was 
I mean, they got they got outplayed significantly by Florida on Saturday. Forty-seven shots yep. on goal, John, on Saturday. Koskinen yep. stole that game for them. Uh, but no I question. like yesterday they were right there. I, I got exasperated, and you know what what happened. I got exasperated when the trail officials calling an interference penalty up the ice as McDavid was getting reeled in, and then McDavid gets you know hacked across the face. That's what it is. That's what you called guys that couldn't control their stick back in the day. Hacks. And Brady Shea hacks him and, and knocks McDavid out of the game for 15 minutes. And they decide not to call the initial penalty in the sequence and just call a double minor. And then, of course, the owners don't have McDavid nor Nugent Hopkins. And they're playing against, oh, by the way, the team with the best penalty. Like, that's a really good team. Hey, they've played three excellent teams in a row here. These are three of the four best teams. But... Carolina's got the best penalty killing in the NHL. It's the wrong team not to have 97 and 93 available for John. Yeah, no, and that's fair. But I mean, that's <laughs> that's why, that's the why they play the games, right? I mean, that's, sometimes yeah. things like that aren't fair. But uh, you know, in the end, um, you know they they could have gone they could have gone 0 and 3, and and there would be much more panic setting in. Uh, they they've put themselves in a position to be in a playoff spot. Uh, they they have to continue to do it. I mean, I feel better about them going into Philadelphia and into Chicago uh, with the way things are. And all of a sudden, it's uh, this road trip may not look as bad as it it did uh, after the first game when we lost all of the confidence in Mike Smith. Well, John, it's this simple: if uh, the Oilers have won six of the nine games, the Jay Woodcroft has coached the team. Okay, They have 29 games left in the regular season. If they can win 18 more games of those 29, they're going to make the playoffs because they're going to finish with 47 wins, and that'll get them to 97 points, and they'll be in. Yeah. So, right, and it's and they they're going to have more home games. Uh, they do have to play Colorado three more, three times. That will not be easy. Uh, you know, they got to play Tampa at home. But the three games this week. With all due respect to Philadelphia, Chicago, and Montreal, those are three of the five worst teams in the NHL goals against. You got to beat those. Uh, those those three teams have goal differentials all worse than minus fifty. Like you got to beat those teams, and I know Edmonton's banged yeah. up. You got to find, and it's easier said than done. I mean, Philadelphia is. We're gonna have Keith Jones on tomorrow's show. They've had a they've had a tough season. And, uh, you know, they don't have Couturier, they don't have Ryan Ellis, they don't have Kevin Hayes, so they've got their own injuries. Chicago is can't win at home. I know they won one the other night against New Jersey. And then Montreal's starting to go a bit. But this is a yeah. this is an important week where I think you'd concede Edmonton does need to take care of business. The Montreal game is the one that scares me, Bob, I'll be honest, uh, for two reasons. First of all, you're right. They're playing much looser. Uh, they're, might put, they're playing with much more ease. Um, w- with Martin Saint Louis behind the behind the bench, uh, they are getting some goaltending. Uh, whether it be uh, you know the Hamburglar or, or Montembeau, um, and uh, let's face it, coming off a road trip and playing at home, that first game is a huge challenge, time zone wise. Uh, you know, and the and and whether you have the legs or not, so that's that's always a concern uh, for a, for a hockey club coming off of a five game trip. So those those are the two things that scare me. That's the one game in this that I would be concerned about is the game against Montreal. John, we're three weeks away from the NHL trade deadline. Is it heating up at all out there? What are you hearing? 
Uh, I, I'm, I'm hearing everybody's, think, you know, there are some teams that think they're still in the race and they're not, they're, they, they can't decide, like Vancouver, uh, who played really well last night in New York, by the way. Um, and so, and there are other teams that, uh, you know, are just so tight to the cap that, you know, they're going to have to try to make three-way trades. And the moment you add a third team into an equation, it gets, you know, it gets, uh, you know, arguably 30 to 40% tougher to make the deal. Um, so I think that there's lots of discussion, uh, but there are lots of people that are concerned about whether they're, who they're trading for has term. And they're also trying to figure out whether they can afford it based on a flat cap next year. And so those are, those are the issues that are going on. I mean, who, who knows what, really what's going to happen in the last moment? Um, but with all these extra games that have been jammed in through the Olympic break and then all the way through to the 21st of March, I think teams are really trying to wait till the last moment. And you do that, you've got a better chance of not getting a deal done more than anything else. Well, the Oilers have 15 games in the month of March here, so they're, they're going to be busy. it's crazy. Yeah, it's going to well, be a busy... And, and, and you know what, a guy like... The, the whole concept of even putting a guy like Brendan Perlini on, on waivers... You know, you know whether he goes to Bakersfield or not, and and I would be, I'm not sure he will. Uh, the fact is that for 30 days he becomes much more mobile for them. You know, it's not as if you you put him on waivers and then and then he just stays there. Then you you actually have the ability to move him over a certain period of time, and that's a positive when you're trying to do deals or trying to create cap space, right? Yeah, well, I mean, they've got so many guys out right now. I mean, to me, it's going to be interesting here because I could foresee a scenario. Duncan Keith, uh, and we're going to talk to Jay Woodcroft at 105 today. You know there's no way he's missing the game in Chicago. That's a given. Nope. He's playing. So he's rejoined the team here. They had an optional today. Uh, and I think once he goes back in, Broberg's going back down because they're going to, you know, Broberg's the, the guy that's, he's played fewer minutes than Niemelainen and Lagesson, and he's the guy that benefits the most from that experience down in the minors right now, John. And he's, he, he's, got, a, he, he's got a contract that's easy to move, and, and uh, then, tr- quite frankly, um, yeah, can use the seasoning no matter what league he's in, right? It'd be better he'd be paying 20 minutes in Bakersfield than eight minutes in Edmonton. Are you are you concerned at all with Boucher? Uh, I, no. I know that uh, no. I know that Puck. Well, nor am I. Uh, Puckpedia puts him in. It, it's interesting with the bonus stuff. One more goal, and he gets like a two hundred thousand dollar plus bonus. And the Oilers are going to have to punt that forward here into the upcoming season. That's a given. Uh, I'm not concerned either. But I mean, he's right now. He's not playing with. He needs something to go right for him. I think that's a fair assessment. Uh, he's been a little quiet offensively over the last few games, and you know, he's he's obviously played a. And they just played three really good teams that can, you know, uh, I mean that Florida team. The puck pressure they had, the opportunities yeah. they created. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here because I know you're an old school guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we are in Philadelphia, and I don't. I'm not saying, you know, hey, let's get a, let's revert back to the days of the Broad Street Bullies or the New Westminster Bruins or or that sort of stuff. But I I, I got frustrated yesterday in the sequence involving McDavid. The trail official was going. There was already a penalty coming before the high stick before he got clubbed in the face. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does there need in that situation? to be a response at a later point 
And, and it has been pointed out, Bruce has reached out, uh, uh, Bruce McCurdy, to uh, remind me that Leon Dreisaitl did drop a bit of his shoulder uh, into uh, Brady Shea later in the game that caught, that caught Shea by surprise. What would have happened if Wayne Gretzky would have had his teeth knocked out 35 years ago? Uh, we'd still be fighting the third period. It might be still going. Uh, in particular, if it was Philadelphia, I mean, you know darn well as, uh, as well as anybody that uh, the repercussions of the and the art of intimidation would have been at its ultimate. You know, it's funny. I I, I think that, and, and maybe I am old school, but I I just think this generation turns a blind eye to it. I I, I you know there may be veteran players in their 30s that may uh, find ways to get back at people, but I don't think. Uh, uh, anybody of McDavid's vintage, Dreisaitl's vintage, I don't think they play the game that way. I don't think it, uh, and so therefore, I think that it, we're 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 slowly evolving to a point where, the, you know, the the uh, the reciprocal treatment of another player. I think it's it, it's on the verge of disappearing completely. I don't think it exists anymore. Do you, honestly? No, I, and and I, but I do think when and the Oilers are the organizations that's blessed with that player, like the hockey gods smiled upon Edmonton, and I just think you know what, maybe once a year you have to waste one, and and just hey Brady, I know you've never had to fight before, but you don't get to accidentally high stick the world's best player in the face, and knock him out of the game for fifteen minutes. Sorry, bud. Boy, I, I, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you what. That's, you know, do you run the risk of taking your team out of a game? Can you well, ill afford? You talk about you eighteen go. games. That you, you, you talk about. They have to win eighteen games. Bob, which pick the game that you think that they can take advantage of that with? And the answer yeah. is there aren't any. There aren't any right now. Well, we saw, you know what? We saw it against Washington already this year, right? It was a one-goal game, and Hathaway, McDavid kind of skated into Hathaway, and they collided, and Connor got knocked on his ass, and, you know, Yamamoto went after him and gave him the two-hander, and then Kane went in there, and Kane said after, you know what? If it's a three-goal game, I can fight him, but I can't. I'm just, like, for me, I'd kind of like to see, I'd kind of like to see, and the Oilers just... And they're 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 going to have more of it as they get some bodies back as well. More of a willing, and, and and there are teams. The Islanders are a tough team. The Flames are a tough team. They've got some size. Nashville. I mean, you watched the the game on Saturday. Uh, Nashville was trying to run Tampa Bay's show for the first two periods of the game. Might have even cost them the game. I'm just saying, uh, specific to McDavid, when you have yeah. that guy, and you and you nailed it. You nailed it. You said. Hey, if you've done that to Wayne Gretzky, you might the game might not be finished yet. So yeah, yeah, but 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 that but that was when in, in a twenty-one team league or a twenty-four team league, uh, that that's when there were eight teams you could go in and beat on any given night. And even, and and right now you can't do that. You talked about Montreal. You can't guarantee yourself a victory against Montreal. I mean, you can't guarantee yourself. Look what look at Vegas goes into into Arizona on Friday night. Yeah. And, and get beaten badly, not get beaten, get beaten badly. Uh, you can't take, you cannot take any game lightly, particularly when you know 95. I actually, I had the number at 96 for the playoffs. 
If you think 97, then man, oh man, oh man, every game is vital. Fair comment. Every Fair game comment. becomes, and you can't, you can't, you can't take advantage and and just forsake a game uh, for retribution. I, I, I'm just saying, get in the guy's face a bit more. All right, uh, John, the stuff with Russia. Wayne Gretzky on TNT, and uh, we, you know, I watched a bit of the the TNT show, which, by the way, is yep. very different than the ESPN show. Um, but anyhow, because uh, I saw a bit of Messier and Chris Chelios as well on ESPN, uh, Wayne Wayne said his piece. Where do you think we're headed here with the IIHF and and Russia? Well, I think you're you're seeing indications from uh, ice hockey federations, from the IOC, and their executive board this morning recommending that uh, Russia and Belarus not, not be allowed to uh, be involved in Olympics until further notice. Uh, I fully suspect that uh, with the Federation meeting this afternoon in a tribunal, uh, the 14 uh, members of that board, including Bob Nicholson, there'll be a discussion about the, whether Russia will be allowed to compete in the World Championships in Finland and what happens to the World Juniors and what happens to the World Championships that are supposed to be in Russia. Um, you know, anything short of, of disqualifying those two countries, I think people will be disappointed. Um, and I think that that's right now the major issue. The world is aligning itself with Ukraine, uh, as it should, in my opinion. Uh, and uh, anything we can do to support uh, what the Ukrainians are going through is, is important. In the world of sport, what does it mean for the world juniors and the world championships and that for the Russians? I'm not so sure, but uh, it would be uh, it would be the right thing to do. I think the question long term will be if the Russians continue this, uh, and uh, and 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 governments around the world decide to uh, deport uh, Russian nationals working in North America or in or in the EU. Um, what what are going to be the consequences for professional athletes? And I think that's a bigger question that we'll have to address at a certain point. Yeah, I, I, and and here's where you can educate the listeners uh, because they'll say, well, you know, what does uh, Vladimir Putin care about hockey for? He does care about hockey. That's the thing. <laughs> That's well, I, think, I mean, I think I think Putin is is pleased with anything or anyone that can project Russia as a strong country. Uh, and whether that's uh, a handful of hockey players or or, uh, or soccer players uh, or uh, Olympic athletes, uh, that's important to the to the propaganda wing of uh, of, of the of the Russian government. Um, and you know, I and I don't I mean I think we have to be concerned with long before we were born. We we saw this. Our our parents saw this in 1936, Bob. Uh, in Berlin, at the Olympics in Berlin, um, when uh, when the Nazi government ran it, and I think we have to be concerned, and that's why I think it's been fantastic that the, so many of the governments around the world have uh, rallied behind Ukraine to make sure that the, that the message gets to Russia that we're not happy with what's going on there. Yeah, this is this is obviously going to be. Uh... You know, we haven't heard the word appeasement uh, used since was, Chamberlain. It was a word. Yeah, we, we we cannot appease the Russians, and we can't appease the Russians. And if that means that that things have to change for Russian nationals overseas, then so be it. All right, John, great stuff. Thanks for bringing the heat. <laughs> I've gone from being a medical advisor to a political advisor.
I could have said thanks for bringing the red heat and paid homage to Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Jim Belushi. So there, there you go uh, for an obscure reference. Well, uh, we'll talk on Wednesday, okay? Yes, sir. That's our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon. It is currently 12.53 at Edmonton. We will take a timeout and come back with the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. All right, you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. This texter says, Bob, you're right, and Shannon is wrong. Sure, you waste a game. But the flip side is it sends a clear message across the league that there will be repercussions if you take a liberty against Connor McDavid. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Guests of the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Tell Chris, Daphne, and Brendan that Oilers Now sent you. Our Oilers Now injury report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. It's this simple. James H. Brown, they're the best. All right. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, highly unlikely. He plays tomorrow against Philadelphia. Upper body challenge. Uh, yes, Puliervi back in Edmonton out lower body injury. Zach Cassian uh, is skating out uh, with an upper body challenge. It was a got hit the puck in the side of the face. Connor Yamamoto day to day right now after blocking a shot. Josh Archibald coming out of uh, quarantine will start skating shortly. Turris is on the trip out with an upper body challenge. Chris Russell placed on LTIR upper body injury and uh, making his way to Philadelphia practicing today. Duncan. Keith upper body challenge. We will go to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Belt. Come back with Oilers interim head coach Jay Woodcroft. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.